Opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system but may also have empowered the people of Africa something black activists say the US wants to avoid at all costs we slicing cake we slicing cake Welcome everyone to Sando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave from LA, coming to you live from Phoenix Region number six. Today is May the 16th, 2019. We have a live show for you today, and we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the live call-in number. We'd love as to hear from you. But before we get into today's live show, uh, we got Pastor Keith that's coming in, and he have uh, Scotty all here ready to go, and we're going to get into the show. But before we get into the show, everyone, please support Black Talk Radio Network. Very, very, very important that you do that. And how do you do that? There's two ways that you could do that. You can go to the official website of this network, and that being www.blacktalkradionetwork.com www.blacktalkradionetwork.com and once you're there find the, the donation prompt hit that donation prompt and give some of your financial energy to the network greatly appreciate it definitely we need it so please don't please 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 do that also but the most expedient way to do that would be to actually go to the social media platform that this network had has put together known as BTR Community. And you can find that at www.btrcommunity.com. And once you're there, join for only $24 a year, and that $24 membership gets you access to the social media platform that is in your best interest to use because you don't have to worry about your identity being sold. You don't have to worry about a lot of the a lot of the official problems with the mainstream media social media platforms. So definitely do that there. And, and the thing about this platform is that you can actually monetize it for your own, for for your benefit, unlike other ones. 
and you don't have to worry about your overall someone being able to come in and look at your profile and then make judgment on you based off of the information that you post as much. So just be careful and mindful of everything you post. You know, you know my, my mom taught me this as a, as a young man, and she said, in our house, what goes on in our house stays in our house. And I got, you know, later on, I got what she was saying because I had to add to that. And I taught, you know, everyone that, um, that's always been, you know, my family members, that what goes on in our house stays in our house. Because if we allow what's in our house out on the streets, then our problems will be, will be as big as the streets. So you don't do that. And, and social media platforms are actually, they're, they're street problems that now, be, now become Internet stored, saved, regenerated, and sent throughout the world. So be wise in everything that you do. So join the uh, BTR community. You can do that at www.btrcommunity.com, only $24 a year. And then you can actually promote yourself, promote your business, promote other people's business, or just talk about things that you think should should be have more uh, exposure, and so. But it just all has to be done within reason, within good reason. Okay, so please do that. Also, if you would like to acquire real money, then don't hesitate. Go to www.prosperitymint.com. Check out what's in inventory there, and then, but then. Uh, Call, I mean, excuse me, email info at prosperitymint.com, info at prosperitymint.com, and say that, hey, Dave sent me a Matando radio show listener, and so we will definitely get some information to you so that you can understand the buying process. Very, very, very important. So just say, I'm a Tando radio show listener, Dave sent me, and that will take care of that. Someone will get in contact with you. So please do that. All right, so let me get situated here. Let me just uh, get, get situated here. We're going to get into what's in the news, and then we're going to get into today's show. One second. I got one thing to do, one thing to do here. Here we go. Today's show is going to be part two from yesterday's show. Now, tomorrow, I just want to say tomorrow, I personally won't be on air, but uh, Scotty and Pastor Keith will, 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 uh, will do the show. Uh, Pastor Keith will, will basically host and co-host the show. Scotty will host and co-host the show with Pastor Keith. So that's going to uh, be good. So I'll send up. I'm going to put in um, a lot of information tonight uh, for, for tomorrow's program as well. So Looking forward to, to that as, as well. So, oops, I made a mistake. Okay, so now, today's program is going to be part two, preparing for global turmoil before the crisis. That's what today's show is going to be. And then some of the articles as to what's in the news that we post that has been posted there. We're going to jump into some of those. And I'm still actively posting. With that up, What was that, Scotty? I didn't say anything. Oh, someone did. Was that um? Was that Pastor Keith? Um, I got to get on the uh, in the chat room so I can see who that was. Was that you, Pastor Keith? Okay, no, no problem. 
No big deal. Okay, let me um, just get in there, and we're going to get into what's in the news. But let me do that first. Let me just jump into what's in the news. First article, this article came from Criminals, Nothing But Criminals, commonly referred to as CNBC, and then here it is, Steve Bannon. There's no chance Trump is going to back down in the China trade war. No chance. All right, so you know what that means. We'll, we'll kind of just talk about that. This, this, this trade war is all going to be used for setting everything up for the all-out war as well. So check out that article. Next article from Nothing But Criminal News, commonly referred to as NBC. State Department orders non-emergency personnel to leave Iraq, po Iraq post. The State Department has ordered non-emergency U.S. government employees in Iraq to leave its embassy in Baghdad and its consulates and amidst tensions with neighboring Iran. The government's ability to provide routine and emergency services to U.S. citizens in Iraq is extremely limited. This is um, all a part of the prelude. Some people think that there will be an attack on Iran. Some people say that there won't. And there is, you know, information that there won't be, so that means that it will be. And just it's, it's always the opposite. Always, always the opposite. So check out that. I definitely think that there is going to, to, to be uh, some all-out confrontation. So because it, it has to happen because of what's, what the, what's at stake uh, globally, geopolitically, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. Next article. This one comes from, one sec, let me get this straight. Okay. Next article, this one comes, is coming from <clears throat> RT International. Guido's um, envoy set to meet the Pentagon officials to plan ways of bringing democracy to Venezuela. Um, I said I would post this yesterday, so I wanted to make sure I got it in today. And that is because all of this is being set up globally, okay, globally. So please check out that article. Next article, this one comes from Russia Insider. Not all suspicious. Who would want to sabotage four oil tankers in the Persian Gulf? Now, there is a report, and I'm going to post it later on uh, for, for tomorrow's show and everything else. There are some reports from the Pentagon, and they said that the, that the devices that was used to damage the, the oil tankers that were in the UAE were actually, were actually put there by the, the, the Iranian Republic, Republican Guard. Well, basically, that Iran actually placed those mines on those oil tankers is what the Pentagon is saying. So, yeah, but, but check out this article. And it says uh, some of the, 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 uh, some of the caption, here's the caption after this. After a dramatic and patiently scripted warning of Iran's aggression by the uh, Baconius U.S. officials, then followed conventionally enough an alleged sabotage incident in the Persian Gulf region implicating Iran. Meanwhile, the United States Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, I call him Mike Pompano, posed with a straight face that his country doesn't want war with Iran. So check out that article from Russia Insider. Hey, hey Dave. And, yes, sir. Yeah, on, on that, um, I saw some articles yesterday 
The British is saying that this so-called intelligence is suspect. I think a couple of other countries said the intelligence is suspect. Nobody knows where the intelligence. Those who know ain't telling. Um, they're not even sharing that information with um, what's that uh, committee, foreign relations committee, not foreign relations committee, but uh, whatever the committee is in Congress that oversees, you know, foreign activity. They're not even briefing the senators on, on you know, who, where this information come from, what's the specific threats and what have you. So it's definitely, and I mean, this is a false flag that they ain't even trying to hide, man. You know, it's just so obvious. Yeah. Yes, Scotty, it's, 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 it's blatant now. And you remember, in every campaign that, that the U.S. has been in, you, you know, you can see that it's, it's all based in, in, in lies and, and sabotage. And this one is blatantly done that way. And they, they tried many times in different spots to, to, to pull this stuff up. So, yes, Scotty, it's, 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 I would say that it isn't suspect, that it's just the usual suspect. Is, is behind it all. It ain't nothing, uh, you know, it ain't, to me, it's not, you know, suspect. It's the usual suspect. And, and so, just, uh, it doesn't fit. And what I mean by that is that, nope, not buying it. Not buying it. As Scotty said, it's, it's, it's suspect. No, this, this is conveniently done for what your overall agenda is, and we're seeing what that agenda is all over the, all over the place. And and it can't be ignored. And so because to ignore it is to get into situations that you later regret. And, and so not, not a good thing. So check out that article. And uh, so I'm going to, to find that, that, that Pentagon briefing and, and then bring it, to, um, bring it to you guys. And so, yeah, it's, nothing in this is, is – it's all a setup, and it's and it's a dangerous, dangerous time because I think that desperation is really, really going to start to set in. And when that desperation starts to set in, ladies and gentlemen, ah, it is is going to really, really get get ugly. So check out uh, that article and next article. And let me just grab this one. Next article comes from. Move this. Excuse me, one second. Next article is from the New York Times. U.S. suspends passenger and cargo flights to Venezuela. U.S. suspends passengers' flights, so passenger and cargo flights to to Venezuela. As you all know, Venezuela is very critical uh, to this overall war paradigm that is being built and set forth. And we, we talked, talked about it, and we will continue to show because I want you guys to be as prepared as possible. Next article. This one comes from, this one is from WallStreetWindow.com. The, the Social Security black hole has arrived. The fiscal black hole surrounding Social Security and Medicare has talked, uh, that has been talked about for a long time before Is, um, is now you're starting to get a glimpse of, of the overall uh, problems that's in in um, in Social Security. So it just that uh, that was the caption that was there. Social Security black hole has arrived, and so check out that article and 
We will next week take a look at that. Next article, this was the article uh, that I said I would post yesterday, and it's from RT, China's nuclear option of dunking, dumping U.S. Uh, Treasury bonds will absolutely cause chaos in the global market. Check out that. Next article, this one's from Forbes. Trump signs an executive order that will lead to U.S. banning on Rahway. It's an update. The long-expected executive order barring U.S. companies from using telecommunications equipment and manufacturing is deemed a national security risk was finally signed by celebrity figurehead Donald Trump yesterday on Wednesday, according to Reuters. The executive order invokes the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, which gives the president the authority to regulate commerce in response to a national, national emergency that threatens the United States. This is very, very important, what was done here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pretty soon. The next phase we go to from here is trading with the enemy act. So this executive order, and I want to take a, a, a real quick look at this with you all and then go from there on this, on the significance and the importance of what has just been, just been done. So we'll definitely check out that article, okay? I don't know where – there, one second. You all was looking for something. So this is very, very significant because this is, this is more to do with than what we really do think. And we're going to touch on this article. Trump signs an executive order that will lead to U.S. ban of, uh, on uh, Rahway. That's the Chinese telecommunication company that is developing the 5G network for other countries and everything else. So this, this is, has everything to do with, all, with the overall war that is being put, put into place. So this is how you get there, and, and, and we'll, we'll come back to that. Next article from Sputnik News. This one is from Sputnik News, and it is Merkel says post-war order, excuse me, Merkel says, Post-war order over. Calls on Europe to unite in the face of the U.S. What? Yes. Read that again. Merkel says post-war order is over. Post-war order is over. What, what, is is she, what does she mean? World War II? Yes. The post-war order is over. Calls on Europe to unite in face of U.S. Relationships between the two allies, the United States and the EU, particularly with Germany, has deteriorated since Washington withdrew from the 2015 Iranian nuclear deal, threatening the European firms with new sanctions, excuse me, with sanctions, and imposing higher import tariffs. Angela Merkel's latest call to close ranks comes just ahead of Donald Trump's decisions on new duties. This is huge. That's big and huge. And we got to definitely talk about that and bring that into play for today's show. So, so Dave, it sounds like she's saying to me the United States has been dictating uh, um, yeah. um, to the rest of the world since World War II and it's time out for that. It's time out for that. Um, all they've done is dragged us into wars and, and what have you, and it's just time out for that. 
Scotty, hold on to, to, to what you just said because that's really what this is all about. And we're going to jump into that. Uh, those two articles we have to jump into and with those implications, then we'll get into uh, the preparing side of it all. So, yes, that's exactly it, my friend. That is exactly it. Next, uh, next article from uh, Press TV. There will be no war with there will be no war with the United States despite tensions. The leader of the Islamic Revolution, the Ayatollah of Iran, ruled out the possibility of war between the United States and Iran despite heightened tensions between the two sides. Said that Washington knows engaging in such a conflict would not be in its interests. So he's saying it ain't going to happen, but I think it's all set up for, for it to definitely to happen. And, but there was a, at the same time, he said that if, if the United States wants war, which, is, which it is whispering through the mustache, then it will get it. You know what he's talking about through the mustache? Bolton. I knew Scotty would get it right away. I knew, I knew Scotty would get it right away. Yep. That's exactly it. So, talk about John Bolton. Donald Trump, man, uh, he's just showing me more and more that he's a puppet and that he's very easily manipulated. For for an example, um, with the illegal settlements uh, in in Gaza and what have you. So, now you got Netanyahu naming an illegal settlement after Trump. Because they know, you know, Trump has a huge ego and they know how to play him. Um, but Donald yeah. Trump is, has already blinked in concerning Iran because I was reading yesterday, he was saying that, well, we may not send, you know, those 120,000 troops to, to Iraq. Um, and he even said something that I said. He said that, if I was going to send troops to the Middle East, it would be a lot more than 100,000. Now, I had just said to somebody on Twitter, if they plan plan on plan on uh, uh, invading Iran, because I don't think a air war, uh, just a bombing them is going to do it, okay? That's that's not going to change their, their government. But it would take the same amount that it took to fight Iraq, and that was a half a million soldiers in the Gulf War. Yeah. So 120,000, that ain't nothing. And then also, I guess, you know, he may be also taking a look at how the Iraqis are, are saying, no, we don't believe you. What threats to American forces in Iraq? We don't have any information to that. And see, and they keep saying Iranian proxies or the militias, the uh, militias inside of Iraq. Well, you know, they are the ones who allied with the U.S. to take out Saddam. Those, uh, uh, um, uh, what, what, what's the name of their brand of Islam? Shia. Shia, the Shia militias, you know, and and they have been the ones that's been clearing out Al-Qaeda. So it's just funny, man. It's funny. One day you my friend, then the next day I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to fight you. It's just a huge mess, man. But I I don't know. I think Donald Trump is is a little bit worried um, because the American people by, I would say, you know, by and large, do not want this, man. They don't want. They tired of the wars too. 
Yes, they, they, they definitely are. And we, it's a lot of things that, that, that Scotty said. And Keith, I want you to, to the here's the the dangerous side of this whole thing. Not, and, and I want you to think about what I'm saying. Not Keith, Keith. Not going to war with Iran is much more deadlier to the United States. You said not going to war with Yes. Not, not instigating, invoking this conflict with, with Iran is the worst thing for the United States at this point. Going to war, going to attacking Iran from, from the standpoint of the United States because of this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate on that after we do what's in the news, okay? Let me, let me, I wanna put that back. And I want you to just hold on to that because that's going to be a part of the, the, some of the articles that we gotta take a look at. Not going to war with Iran or, or invoking an attack on Iran it's the worst thing that can happen to the United States. And you'll see what I mean by that in a second. Next article from Strategic Culture. Is Trump really going to go all, go it alone with this Iran campaign? Is Trump really going to go it alone with this Iran campaign? Check out that article. And remember, now he's starting to, like Scotty said, man, the weevil wobbles. The weevil wobbles. The weevil wobbles. Wobble, but they won't fall down. Yep, that's it. So who's the wobbles? Who's the weevils? Who's the weevils and who's the wobbles? Who's the weevils? And who's the wobbles? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's 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 not a good situation. Next article from Sputnik News: Russia investment in U.S. Treasury securities dropped by eight hundred million in a month. This this you know that is going to continue to escalate. Next article from Press TV, Syria to exhaust all means to retake Gaza from, excuse me, retake Golan from Israel, the Golan Heights. Syria has censured Israel's land theft and reprisal measures against Syria in the occupied side of the Golan Heights as a fragrant violation of international law, says uh, saying that Damascus reserves the right to reestablish control over the occupied land. The annexation is in, is the overall start uh, start of the, those are invasions. When you when the, the, you're going to see annex, countries start to annex things more and more and more, and those are nothing more than taking strategical strongholds by invasion before the all-out confrontation gets going. Russia had to annex Crimea before going into to, to all-out conflict in that area. They had to have uh, the annexation of Crimea. Had to, had to, had to. And that's critical. So that's what's in the news. So if you'd like to get in on the conversation, please don't hesitate. Give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. And today's show is part two of, and today's show is part two, preparing for global turmoil before the crisis. And I want to give you 
uh, a couple of things. Here's what's very, very, very significant, in my opinion, and very, very important. I had said just before uh, ending what's in the news, I said that right now it is in the best interest of the United States to actually have military confrontation with Iran. It, it would be the worst thing to happen to in this situation is for the United States not to attack Iran at this point. The corporation, and Keith is looking at me all side-eyed, like, what you talking about? You're going to have to explain yourself on this. Here's why. The United States is going to have to, because they've been the historical policies of the United States as, as, colon, as being colonizers by force of its navy and, and of its military, if they do not follow this through, if Iran is able to deter them and prevent them from attacking now, what happens is this, everyone. This is what happens. The U.S. Lose, loses the initiative, <coughs> the arrogance that they initiate all campaigns with, which is immoral and unethical, they, use the, they lose that initiative now. And when you lose the initiative, guess what happens? When you lose the initiative, what happens is that you actually get you will actually get overrun on all sides. The U.S. was going to lose credibility and, and lose placement in Europe. It's going to lose uh, a placement on the continent. It's going to lose placement in South America, in Central America. It's going to lose placement in, in, in Eastern Europe. It's going to lose placement in in Asia, is going to lose placement on the poles, north and south poles. Because of this, what will happen is that all of the nations will start to see that we finally got them where we want them and they are completely vulnerable now. And there's going to be blood in the water and all of the sharks will start to feed. Here's why. It's because now... All of the deals that Iran, all of the deals that Iran wants to be able to make, now all of the sanctions threats and the sanctions will be broken. The sanctions will be broken. The U.S. actually, from a standpoint of a corporation, in order for it to stay uh, uh, vibrant, the overall tactics of its past have to continue to work. So they're going to have to be able to pillage and punch and beat Iran into submission. If they're not able to do it, guess what happens? That means that the overall global impact and influence of, of the United States is nullified. And you're going to see a mass exit of countries from doing business with anything America, and they're going to be doing business outside of the U.S. 
and the U.S. sanctions no longer have relevance. And what will probably spring up is this, Keith. Once that's broken, what's going to pick up is that there's going to be a new settlement agreements that are made outside of SWIFT. The, the settlement agreement. What do you mean outside of SWIFT? The, the settlement agreements outside of the, the banking uh, cabal of SWIFT, nothing will, you won't have to have settlement of any trade deal or any purchases by way of SWIFT codes and SWIFT policies and procedures. Okay, SWIFT is the financial organization set up outside of the United States' financial organization. Well, SWIFT is actually a proxy of the United States, and it upholds the U.S. petrodollar and upholds the U.S. as the as the um, the U.S. dollar as the uh, reserve currency of the world. Yeah, I thought the opposite. I thought SWIFT was set up outside of that so that they can start their own. No, SWIFT is actually you you can't send if you try to send cash from from the United States to another country. You got to have a SWIFT code. So SWIFT is actually the proxy strong arm of getting all of the global economy subjective to the U.S. dollar. So now they will establish a new clearinghouse or settlement hub outside of SWIFT. And once that happens, guess what, Keith? Oh, that's off. Done deal. And it will be a very painful spiral down. It may actually be, Keith, that not one shot is fired by the U.S. Well, I've been saying that all along. No shots need to be fired on the U.S. By the U.S. You mean by the U.S.? Well, no. No, I'm saying there won't be one shot fired by the U.S., because it, it won't have the overall capabilities of doing it. Oh. It won't have the capabilities of doing it. Your, your, shiny, your shiny new new toy or new vessel now is, is completely uh, uh, dry-rotted out or rusted out and nullified because of, this is what happened. Iran and the rest of the world can start to do bilateral trade among countries outside of the U.S. influence. And when that happens, all bets is completely over. Done, 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 done. This is why the U.S. actually, and when Iran says the U.S. doesn't want a war. They sure don't. Because they can't win it. And so if, see, Iran starts projecting that and it being true, guess what the rest of the world says? They're right. So now any negotiation that we have with Iran, any negotiation we have with Venezuela, outside of the lip service that the U.S. will bring in, that lip service we don't even need to pay attention to anymore. It's just lip service. And then what happens... What happens to people that provide lip service? When you provide lip service, people discount you quickly. And what do they say? You know what? 
you're not even relevant. Go sit down. And if you don't sit down, don't worry about it. We're going to do things, you know, and you're just not included. Done deal. Done, done deal. Not a good situation. Um, and that will actually permeate, permeate here in a very disastrous way economically. So that's what I mean by if the U.S. doesn't attack Iran, it's even worse than what we can think of if the U.S. does. I think it's irrelevant. Well, one of the two, one of the two passes, one of the, the, is only one of the two. Well, there's actually a third, a third course, and a third course is which they're not going to do. The U.S. needs to surrender its its global position. Can't, they, you know they're not going to do that. Well, and, and, and you know. Because you don't have the 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 the, the moral the moral absolutes to do that. Don't do don't have the moral absolutes to do that. Those are the only options. And so, which one do you think that they're going to take? I have a feeling, and I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be this one. It's going to be a small, small, minor, minor attack, and it's going to be. If it doesn't go well, let it be squashed as, as nothing at all. <clears throat> it probably already happened, and it and it was nullified, and it not publicized. Probably already happened, and now what you're going to see is that all of this, the, the actual confrontation has already started, but it won't expand even further. They tried it. They got, they got uh, nullified, and they're not going to take it any further. So what they're going to do is that, the, the international community allowed the U.S. to save face and now, be, you know, be left to their own. Yep, and say, what are you going to do now? And so that's what I really do think, and I think that the, there, there will be a minor skirmish. We may have, it may have already been done, and it's just going to be a steady pullback, and it's going to be a steady downward spiral from there. And that spiral is the worst one because that's going to be a, a slower, more deliberate, more painful one for, for the general people here. I think it's going to be that slow, though. I think it's going to be almost overnight as far as once this thing hits. Um, and it brings, to me, it brings back several things. One of the things that you brought out, and I don't want to get off this subject, but you talked about the trading with uh, the enemy set. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm about to go to now. Okay, go to that because I think that you know, I'm, I'm from the mindset that even if we don't go to war or we go to war but there's not a single bomb dropped it's going to still be so ugly for the United States. Yes. Oh yeah, he, Either way, it's, it's, it's pretty much over. It's empire, it's empire demise to empire collapse uh, is really where we are, is really where, well, I mean, where the U.S. is. It's, well, and, it, and it's even worse than the collapse. And the reason why it's worse than the collapse is because it's a collapse in the face of uh, the entire globe hating you. Which is already there. Which is already there. So let's say, like, you know how they say uh, friends, how they disappear when you have hard times. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
when your friends disappear when you have hard times, you're on hard times already. Now you have no friends. It doesn't get much worse than that. But it will in this case because it's not like your friends are going to be there. They are just flat-out enemies that wish ill on you. That's a whole different scenario. Friends to foes. Yes. And then our friends, friends to foes to enemies. Yes. Yes. And then on top of that. Because they never were your, were your friend anyhow. Right. Right. And then on top of that, it gets even worse. Because you know the old adage, you are your own worst enemy? Yep. That's going to be a whole new meaning with what's going to happen with the United States. We're going to be, the, the government is going to be the worst enemy to the people as the enemies are. Sure, 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 sure. Because it's all the same. It's all the same. And to add to that, Keith, let's take a look at this executive order that, that Trump signed. Here, here's the article from Forbes. The long-expected executive order barring U.S. companies from using telecommunication equipment from, from manufacturers deemed a national security risk was finally signed by celebrity figurehead Donald Trump yesterday on Wednesday. These executive orders are being signed for war. Now think about this. I want you to think about this for a minute. The long-expected executive order barring U.S. companies from using telecommunications equipment for manufacturers deemed as national security risk is finally, was finally signed by celebrity figurehead Donald Trump. Now, it's an executive order. It's not, it's, it's, it's not um, a law. Okay? So the executive orders can be challenged, right? But what is this doing? What is this really, really doing? What this is really, really doing is it's starting to set up for the all-out war with, with China. Now, think about it. If you can't use telecommunication equipment for manufacturers that deem as, as national security risks, that means that it basically go, is going to, to expend its, extend itself because the telecommunications platform has has tentacles, and those tentacles reach all the way into what? It reaches into real estate. It reaches into stocks. It reaches into infrastructure. It reaches into to energy. It reaches into all of this stuff. So now, all of the stuff you now have got to get rid of and all the ties that go to that, because if these telecommunication companies are profiting from, and, and from real estate and everything else, guess what, they got, what has to be done there? You got to take that. So what is really happening here? The U.S. is going to start to seize Chinese influence and Chinese interest in the in the United States. Do you know how embedded the Chinese is already in investment in the United States? How about all the darn near near darn near near all of California? Well, not only the California. Look, we got to remember that all out of military. Technology. Yep, all of that. All of that was 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 tied into this stuff. But you, I, I see a worse issue than that. Okay, worse issue than that is, in my opinion, right? When you have when you go to war, and uh, we're going to go to World War Two, right? Because in World War Two, we didn't have the best technology. Germany did. 
Well, Germany did, but even if you look at Germany, you can even go to Japan. Their fighters were much better than ours. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Japan has always had, uh, uh, but the, the thing with Japan was because it was so dependent on uh, imports, that was its, its, that's what was its weakness. Okay. That was, it was, was its weakness. So with that being said. It's undefendable weakness is okay. what I would say. So with that being said, what was the United States' strength in overcoming the obstacles that they had? Their strength was they were able to go into a production mode to outproduce everybody out there. So even though they had better fighters, we outnumbered them greatly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we were able to do those. So in order for those things to take place, that means when war breaks out, you have to turn to your companies, right? And they have to come online for this war effort. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, what companies are we going to turn to? Because what you're doing is you're saying you can't company, and then one of the first things that comes up to, to, to play for me would be like international global companies, Apple. Yep. Now, the United States is going to tell Apple you can't trade with no foreign things. Yep. Right? right. What's Apple going to do? What are these global companies going to do? They're right. not going to drop everything they need to come online with the United States because the fact of the matter is their market's bigger in China than it is here. Can't do it. Infrastructurally wise, you can't can't do it. Now, this is the executive order. So this executive order is unenforceable. But see, this is the significance of this executive order. It's setting up the next order that is going to be set forth. So let me finish. According to Reuters. The executive order invokes the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, which gives the president the authority to regulate commerce in response to a national emergency that threatens the United States. The order directs the Commerce Department, which works with other government agencies, to draw a plan for enforcement within 150 days. Let me stop there. Keith. That goes to the point that I was making. Yeah, yeah. And the point that I'm making is this. Whose commerce are they going to be able to control? Right. Here's what's significant about that. It's, it invokes the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. Okay. So this is a progressive stage. Okay. This is a prog- progressive stage. Did you get it? This is the progressive stage. It's the International Emergency Economic Powers Act today, and it's, then it's going to be the War Powers Act tomorrow. I see. Now, excuse me, because my thoughts from the beginning of this conversation have been purely selfish, right? As they as, generally are. As they generally are. But in this case, all that stuff you're talking about is irrelevant. Let me, t- to me, and mm-hmm. let me tell you mm-hmm. why no, no, I no. say that. Mm-hmm. Because... The world don't give a flying flip about what you're talking about because they're already moving on to their own oh. financial structures, their own their own yeah. uh, individual uh, pipelines to supply and demand and everything else. Their own trade deals. Their own trade deals. Exactly. When you start to sanction the whole world, the whole world starts to say, you know what, 
that's it. We're going to start sanctioning you. That's exactly right. And how do you sanction the U.S.? Very easy. You don't initially just do sanctions against the U.S. What do you do? You ignore their sanctions and continue to do business and then cut off the, the ability for the, 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 uh, the effects of those sanctions. You continue to do business with the best deal that's on the table. Sure. And in the process, you cut out the United States themselves. Well, that, well they cut themselves out. Well, they do. Right. So that goes back to the point that I was making. So if that's done, who's the only one that can be affected by, by the United so States? So the sanctions actually start to hang you. Yeah, they exactly. hurt. they hurt the people. They don't hurt the... Like, right. for, for example, and they, they know it, they know it, the leaders of these countries that they have sanctions, you think they're going to miss a meal? No, they're not going to yeah. miss a meal. You know, do, are nope. they going to have enough gas? Of course they're going to have enough gas. It's the people that they punishing. And even Bolton said that in, a, I think we read an article or played a clip where he told the Iranians, we'll starve your people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man. I mean, it's all being laid out bare. The only thing that that will make you uh, take sides in this is blind patriotism, which is a religion, a religion that worships worships a false god. Yeah, yeah, and it's so true. But also, I was thinking though, Dave and and Keith, the most the most damaging thing they could do. You know, going along with what Keith was saying, you know, setting up their own exchanges, their own trade deals, absent the U.S., ignoring sanctions, but to stop using those Federal Reserve notes. Again, the petrodollar, um, that's why they've gone to war, I would say, in the past 20, 30 years, has been over the petrodollar. Threats to the petrodollar. Yeah. Now, this this is exactly, Scotty, the threat, because that that stronghold they have to defend because that's their greatest weak. That's the U.S.'s undefendable weakness is the debt. It's the debt. Nobody honors it anymore. Nobody has confidence anymore. They drop it. It's over. Now, the point that I was making, so therefore, the only thing that the United States can do at that time is become completely 100% cannibalistic. Yep. And that means that they have to rape the American people because they have no access to any wealth, any any exchange of wealth or anything else other than the American people. Yeah. And and what is that how do you do that? Is that you go to war with China. You go to war with China. Article continues. And, and, and what wait wait a minute, Dave, wait a minute. Now I saw yeah. I saw an article, I didn't read it. But we know that the farmers in the Midwest is being hurt the most in this trade, you know, dispute with China. And so speaking to what Keith just said about they turning cannibalistic and turning on each other. And it's already been admitted by administration officials that the sanctions hurt the customers. It's not going to hurt China. It's going to hurt, you know, those who purchase goods from China. And, And I bet you. I would say upwards of 50% of all goods that you purchase from Walmart and other, you know, retails, they come from China or Vietnam or, or, or but mostly China. Um, but the thing I would, this, this farmer, 
said, I voted for Trump. And now, you know, they turning on Trump because they hurting. That's why he's offering them a bribe of welfare that Keith was talking about the other day. Yep. So true. Last part of this. Listen to this. The Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, says that this this should protect against foreign adverse uh, adversaries. Who's the foreign adversary? China. The nation's information and communication technology and service supply chain. And now under Trump's leadership, America will be able to trust that our data and infrastructures are secure. <laughs> Not hardly. The chairman of the FCC describes the move as a significant step toward securing America's network. What network? Exactly. 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 It doesn't have a network. It doesn't have a network. The executive order has also been in the works for more than a year and was expected to be signed signed in the time for February's Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. That didn't happen. And despite the best efforts of the United States officials on the ground in Spain, Spain, Rawway essentially stole the show. How was Rawway able to steal the show at the at the at the uh, Mobile World Congress? At the Mobile World Congress, because it's the world is going where to China, away from the United States. This is remember what I said that they have to attack because if they don't attack, it's over. Here it all is. The world is. There's a mass momentum of movement that is against the United States globally. This is the purge that's continued. Remember I talked about the world will be purging the United States? Then they're going to bring them to trial, find them guilty. And then from that guilty, put the United States in receivership, and that's where you go from the United States to the untied states of America. Huge. And this, this is definitely it. One more last article. The backdrop to the latest news is, is that the roller coaster, roller coaster trade talks between the U.S. and China that have, <clears throat> that have at their heart the unfair business practices that the U.S. claims is shrewd competition in key marketplaces, including telecommunication equipment. The largest U.S. carriers do not include Rawway's equipment in their network, but the smaller rural carriers do. Rawway delivers more for less, and this is hard to turn down for small companies. It is, of course, the expansion as to why Rawway is able to do this is the central plank in the U.S. Uh, arguments against the company. It is because the company the company is financially supported by China as part of its export-led national security strategy, or is, or it is even more blatant an intelligence-collecting ploy. Did you hear what this article, this paragraph, really just just said? It says that China is now nationally interfering and threatening and in actually sabotaging the U.S. What is that? 
a direct attack on the U.S. that can be what? Reprised by what? A direct attack or actually invoke preemptive attacks against China. This is the case that they're building for a war with China, saying that China now has been attacking us and we need to have a preemptive strike against them now because we've already been struck by them. This is actually laying the case for war against China. I want to just one more time hear this again. The large U.S. carriers do not include Rawway's equipment in their network, but the smaller ones, the rural carriers, do. Rawway delivers more for less, and this is hard to turn down for small companies. It is, of course, the... The explanation as to why Rawway is able to do this is the central plank in the U.S. argument against the company. Here it is. It is because the company is financially supported by China. There it is. They're saying that Rawway is a proxy of the U.S., I mean, of the Chinese government that is being used in, in covert diversion tactics countermeasures, and sabotage attacks. As part of its export-led national security strategy. So what they're basically saying is that China has started the war against U.S., and they started it by, in various means and diverse methods. And one of those means and diverse methods has been in the telecommunications Broadway. They've been attacking us for, for a while. Pearl Harbor has already started without the bombs dropping off. That's what they're leading the case to. And it is even more blatant, or even or it is even more blatant, an intelligence collecting ploy. It's an act of war. The US is basically saying that China has had an act of war against us. So this is critical. This signing is going to lead to the War Powers Act, and is also going to lead to trading with the Enemy Act. It is actually going to lead to a declaration of war against China. This is going to be a part and partial of what they're going to be using for that. Because what? First there goes currency wars, trade wars, shooting wars. That's how it goes. So we're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, I want to take a look at one more article with Germany that's very, very, very important. Then we got to get into some of the things I think that, that you all should be doing and preparing for and strategize. You listen to the radio show, what you Black Talk Radio Network. Scotty, give me two minutes. Them know they missing out, Mama Africa. So much love to share. Sweet blackness, oneness, be there. So much love to care. Let them know they missing out. Sing again. Hey, this for all the love and the light. 
life took away. Don't forget we were bought and trade. Our ripped from the land and shipped away. Is the inspiration we use to survive. You have to see it with your own cry. Don't play, add it up and all Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, don't hesitate. Give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to get into the part, uh, second part of the show, the uh, second hour of the show. And we're going to talk about some things that you need to be, uh, in my opinion, preparing for. But we're going to lay this out a little bit. There's one more article that I want to go to real quickly and get into it. Um, and Scotty said something that was very, very important. And Scotty, if you remember the posi- the picture that I sent you of uh, Pastor Keith that one day, he's he's doing that right now. So it's so <laughs> funny. I will send you that. <laughs> so so now we're going to jump into into the show. So, all right, there's a very, very important article, and the article was from Sputnik News. Merkel says post-war order over calls on Europe to unite in face of the United States. And the article out of Sputnik News, and Scotty has said uh, that this was basically, and well, I'm going to let Scotty say what he said because I want him to, to elaborate because that's exactly what this is, and it's very important. So here we go. Listen to this. Relationships between the two allies, the United States and Europe, particularly with Germany, has deteriorated since Washington withdrew from the 2015 nuclear deal, threatening that the European firms would sanctions and impose higher import tariffs. Angela Merkel's latest call to, to close ranks comes just ahead of Donald Trump's decisions on new duties. So now, what... Uh, the article goes on. In an interview with German Daily, ahead of the European elections, Chancellor Angela Merkel has urged Europe to unite and stand up to the United States, Russia, and China. And I think that she put that in there, Russia and China, just to deaden the overall impact and didn't want to just have the United States. And this the ongoing tussle with Washington over higher import tariffs 
and the UN and the US pulling out of the Iranian deal. One European most powerful political politician stated that the old the old centuries of the post war order no longer apply, expressing confidence that Europe needs to reposition itself in a changed world. I got a, something I want to elaborate on that. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Keith. All right. So I was reading this other thing that we're talking about uh, Britain or the UK or however you want to. Uh, they were talking about what they've had a long time. Breaking news real quick. Tiger Woods just got a birdie. Go ahead, Keith. They had a long time thing about he did, but. the United States, and they felt as though the United States would fall. Well, that would lead to Canada falling yes. and a whole host of whales and all these others falling. Well, they no longer have that philosophy. So they don't feel as though, you know, if they lost the United States, they got to lose everything else. Right, right. So they, they don't have to uphold the agenda of the United States. They can make decisions for themselves because they'll survive it all. Guess what? We don't need you anymore. Right, Keith, and that's huge. That's huge. Huge. I want to read this one more time. Listen to this real quickly. In an interview with the German Daily, ahead of the European elections, Chancellor Angela Merkel has urged Europe to unite and stand up to the United States, Russia, and China. Amidst the ongoing tussle with Washington over higher import tariffs, and the U.S. pulling out of the Iranian deal. One of, the European, one of Europe's most powerful political politicians said that, quote, this is, this is her, they're talking about Angela Merkel, being one of uh, uh, Europe's most powerful polit- uh, po- politicians said, quote, the old centuries of power, of, excuse me, the old centuries of the post-war order no longer apply. The old centuries of the post-war order no longer applies. Quote, expressing confidence that, quote, Europe needs to reposition itself in a changed world. What is that reposition? That the U.S. is no longer an ally, but what? Keith, now an enemy. She admitted that Europe She admitted, talk about Angela Merkel, she admitted that Europe appears weak since the United States withdrew from the 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action and pointed out that the euro is struggling to counter U.S. sanctions because it's not the world's leading currency. She, however, praises the fact that Europe is not divided on the issue like it was about the Iraq war. They unified on this. Remember, Keith, and I know Scotty remembers this. I said that the U.S. pulling out of the 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the Iran deal, was not an attack on Iran. It was an attack on Germany. And Germany knows that. Here what Merkel, how you know the Germany knows that? Because look at what Merkel was saying. Remember, Germany wanted to repatriate its gold from the U.S., and it became public enemy number one to the U.S. every since then. But they can't just come out and attack Germany. How do they have to do it? They have to do it asymmetrically. 
So she knows that, and this is what she said. Here's, and I want to skip to this last part. And the whole article, well, let me go through the whole article uh, real quickly. And, and they're not divided on this like they were on Iraq war. So what does that mean? They have already made, like the Iraq war, somewhere in, somewhere out in a conflict against Iraq. They're all in on this conflict against who now, Keith? They're all on board on this. Not like the Iraq war. Merkel pointed out that Germany, France, and Britain have a different approach than the U.S., admitting that it shares common interests with Russia and China. And I did not make that up. Hear what Merkel said? Merkel pointed out that Germany, France, and Britain, she's speaking for Germany, France, and Britain. She's speaking for Europe. Merkel pointed out that Germany, France, and Britain have a different approach than the, U than the United States and admitted that it shares common interests with Russia and China. NATO is gone. This is why they're going to create a European military body to defend themselves against who? United States. With who? Russia and China. Hey, in, in terms of NATO breaking up, we should also remember um, that Turkey, um, Turkey has been, you know, not falling in line with the dictates of the U.S., especially concerning Syria. Yes. And, and then, and then they also purchased them weapons from Russia, too, right? Didn't they purchase weapons yeah. from Russia and the U.S. got mad about it? The S-400 system, the U.S. said, well, you can't have the S-400 system in the F-35. That's what Turkey said. We don't want the F-35. We're taking them. Remember, they're mad because the U.S. did a proxy coup like they tried to do in Venezuela against a couple of years ago against in, in Turkey. And remember, they got nukes in Turkey. Turkey could easily grab and take and, and, and annex that base, take it and take those nukes. This is, and as Scotty said, it's not just them. It's really all of NATO is broken up now. There's some vestige that will, will stay with the U.S. because it's convenient. Oh. Some stations, some Brussels, We'll, we'll, Belgium will stay with Belgium will definitely stay with the U.S. until it's no longer for convenient. For right. The, 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 right. And there's a pressure on the global sense that's going to force because, them. Right. Because Belgium and the U.S. are, are, are one in, in, in one and the same. They both have the same, same policies of, of colonialization by force and everything else. So, but yes, yeah, but they, they will turn in and walk away. So, go, so what did Merkel just admit here? Who's their ally? Russia and China. Well, and, and to me, I think you can, you can clear this up very easy in that here's the deal. There's nobody with the United States because nobody, and if they are, they're not going to be able to stand with the United States for very long. For very long. And that's absolutely key. Now, here's the significance of this article. The last article we wrote about was with Rahway, right, where they now have signed an executive order to get that telecommunication 
they say is 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 a actually a Chinese proxy company or or, or Chinese front company for their military and they've been attacking us. Guess where Huawei is big in developing the 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 uh, the 5G network in Germany. Guess who they're one of the biggest biggest clients. Is it Germany? Right. right. But, but guess who who Huawei, who is a Chinese company? Guess who one of their biggest clients is? Germany. Why did Germany sign on with Huawei? Because Germany was getting intelligence as to what the U.S. was doing against who? Germany. Remember what China says? We will fund your enemy. This is huge. These two articles go together in a huge way. Remember, the U.S. told Germany, we'll sanction you and we don't want you to kick Rawway out of your country. And what did Germany say? Nah, we can't do that. Nah, we won't do that. So, article goes on. However, speaking about China and Russia and the United States, she also put Germany in opposition to them and said that they are forcing Europeans to find common position, time and and again, uh, time and time again, as cited by Newsweek. So here it is. However, speaking about China and Russia and the United States, she also put Europe in opposition to them and said that they are forcing Europeans to find common, common position time and again. What is she, but she didn't really elaborate on that. She's saying that the spat between them is forcing us to, to, to actually come together is forcing an alliance among us, but we have common interests with Russia and China. So what they're saying is that the SPAT is actually forcing the Europeans to come together. Quote, that is often difficult given from different interests, but we did get this done. Think, for example, of our policies regarding the conflict in the Ukraine. Merkel noted also bringing up a common strategy on Africa as an example. At the same time, she concluded that the European political powers does not yet match its economic capabilities, according to her. Europe's are moving forward gradually. Major statement there. At the same time, she concluded that Europe's political power doesn't yet match its economic capabilities. Why are they doing that, Keith? They don't want it to match yet, but they're lockstep. Quote, this is what she quoted, we must have a realistic assessment of our capabilities and must strengthen them for the future. See, you have to understand the message that when politicians speak what they're really trying to convey. They're not trying to convey anything to the general population at large, but what they're trying to do is they're getting the message across to all of their allies and all of their friends in a, com- a covert way as to which, where things is going. It's called political talk. We must have a realistic assessment of our capabilities. What is that re- realistic assessment of our capabilities, Keith? Our realistic capabilities to defend ourselves from the United States and must strengthen them for the future. 
We have to be able to defend ourselves from the United States. Economically, politically, militarily, socially. Because they know what, what is the United States going to start to do in, in Europe. Same thing that they've always done. Bring about regime change through coups. Conflicts. Yep. Relationships between the United States and, Euro and Europe and the EU has been, strained, has been strained last year, following several decisions by the current American administration. The withdrawal from the 2015 nuclear deal, which implied lifting, lifting anti-Tehran sanctions in exchange for Iran's maintaining the peaceful nature of its nuclear program. Washington also reimposed all sanctions and imposed new ones with a stated goal of bringing down Iran's oil productions to zero, despite opposition in Europe. Because why were they in spite of that? Because who does Iran provide oil to? Europe. So who is the U.S. really attacking? Europe, Germany, and France, and Britain. But they can't come out and say that. Because where did Germany, France, and Britain assign their allegiance to? China and Russia. So what does the U.S. have to do? It has to go around it in, in, in different ways to get to what their real objective is. Their real objective has never been Iran. It's been Iranian oil, but not Iran, to control Europe. Here's why this is a world war. Goes on, and, I got, and we're going to finish, and this last part is very important. Okay, so it says, with a stated goal to bring down Iran's oil exports to zero despite opposition in, in Europe, because they need their, their, their oil, which is now seeking a way to minimize the negative consequences for its business and security in the region. Additionally, last year, Donald Trump introduced higher steel and aluminum imports duties, which, invoked into, which involved into tariffs rifts with Europe. The EU subsequently slapped the United States with counter-tariffs on goods. Soon counter-tariffs, counter-sanctions, counter counter-attacks. The EU subsequently slapped the U.S. with counter-tariffs on its goods. Trump has for some time been mulling over the ideal of using national security concerns as a justification to implicate auto-tariffs as, as high as 25% against who? Germany. There it is once again, national security concerns. What are national security concerns? We're talking about war, folks. We're talking about war. The White House, here it is, the White House faces an 18th of May deadline. So Saturday... May 18th is a deadline to decide whether to slap duties on cars and auto parts imports. However, according to a source briefed on the talks, an administration official and two foreign officials cited by CNBC, the decision to impose auto tariffs could be delayed up to six months as the administration risks sparks of a flash global trade clash 
amidst the escalating conflict over, I mean, the escalating conflict over trade with China. So right now, they can't be at a trade war with everybody in the world. They can only do one at a time. But what it's really doing, everybody that they're up against is now starting to align themselves, and guess what they're going to be doing? They're going to be fighting everybody. This is huge. This article speaks clearly and blatantly about what's happening. So now, with that being said, what are we looking at? We're looking not only at China imposing sanctions and tariffs. You're looking at Europe doing it. If you look at the global economy sanctioning and having tariffs against the U.S., what is left that the U.S. is able to produce? Nothing. Now, here's what's very significant about that whole thing. Where is the U.S. going to get its infrastructure from to replace what's, what's being lost? What infrastructure are you referring to? The infrastructure of the goods that come in. This is right now the trade surplus is so big. The 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 uh, the Baltic dry uh, dry index is is at staggering things. Trade in Trade in goods is not coming to the United States. So now, as that starts, and you can start to kind of see it, and you're going to be, it's going to be real apparent. Remember how many options you have before? There's nothing left to bite, Keith. You remember, you remember how many options that you have before? Keith is biting his nails. Keith, you have no more nails to, to bite. There's nothing left. I'm sorry. Well, that's the truth. I'm just, you know, I took a picture of you sleeping and sent it to Scotty, so you won't see it? Later. Yeah. So, but key. so now the rest of the world is going to stop sending what? Goods to the U.S. We How are, are the ones that are sanctioned. How is, exactly, as Scotty said, we're the ones that sanctioned. As you said, we're the ones that sanctioned. You know, Scotty said something at, when we first talked about this. He said basically what they're saying is that we're not going to be falling in line like we were before in the U.S., and that's exactly right. Now, where does that... not going to be falling in line? Europe is not going to be falling in line to, to being subordinate to the U.S. So, Brother Davis, I want to go to Brother Davis. In, 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 uh, yeah, let's go to Brother Davis. Brother Davis, welcome to the Kansas Radio Show. What say you? It's always good to hear the voice of a friend, my brother. Oh, the, 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 the show, yes, sir. The show is great, but the ramifications are greater. You see, NATO's dismantlement means the dismantlement of the IMF. It means that this all the this money that is owned by these countries yep. literally will be dissipated. So what we are looking at is far more reaching than we're openly discussing. The sad part about it is 99.999% of America doesn't know this because they're relying on American news, which is a propaganda network. So, therefore, they are going to go thinking gung-ho, well, if we go to war, we're behind a machine that is destined to die. Our, our biggest problem is going to be trying to get these people to understand 
that this didn't just happen overnight because there are going to be people who are going to want to be faithful to the cause, although it's dying. And we, the dismantlement of this means the total dismantlement of the Rothschild's financial system. And people fail to realize that that was a world, that was an octopus on the world. Literally, it was sucking the world dry. Now, you got another system coming in that's somewhat of the same. The sad part about it is that people don't see it because it's being done so subversively. But you notice when China went into Africa, now they're starting to take over ports based on that same sort of system. So we have to open our eyes to the fact that although you may be uh, beating one bully, but you may be turning other countries into bullies. The sad part about it is that most of the people, most of the public, even in their countries, even the ones that are in a rage right now, Venezuela's in a rage, there are countries in Europe that are in rages, and they're literally protesting their governments, they still don't really know what's behind the, the government manipulation. All they know is that the United States has a goomba, and a goomba is somebody who thinks that they are a godfather to the world, and that's just how Trump acts. So it's really going to be interesting to see how when everything gets to fall and there's no money there, because you notice they just put a bunch of money in the building war machines and there's no money there. So they're trying to tell the farmers, we're going to give you money because of the tariffs, and there's no money there. And we have to understand when there is no money, eventually the debt is what rises to the top. And when it does rise to the top, if the Rothschild system breaks down, this will be a redissemination, you know, a, well, a reorganization of finances inside the United States, which may be good to some degree. And the reason why it may be good is because people are tired of going to war. But it's going to, what is going to be interesting is how it is restructured and the corporations, will they still, still maintain the type of control that they have now? I just wanted to add that, brother. Thank you very much. Well said, right, Brother Davis. As, as we were talking earlier, SWIFT is going to be nullified. The IMF, the, the U.S.'s control over the IMF is going to be nullified. This is why the IMF is moving its headquarters from Washington, D.C., which is right around the corner from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to Beijing. And very important that the, the significance of that is huge. And as Brother Davis said, that's going to change the IMF. That's going to change WTO. That's going to change, change uh, you know, everything is going to be. And guess what Europe has been doing? Europe is actually going to come and say, okay, remember what Merkel said, that our financial capabilities haven't met, our, our political powers have not caught up to our financial capabilities. So what's going to happen is that Europe is going to come in under the new system and say, okay, we're going to provide the overall financial institutions that's necessary for this necessary, for this necessary switch from the U.S. We'll take that over, and then what is that going to do to them politically? It explodes their overall position. <laughs> this is, you're really looking at a global, global move against the United States that's being enacted right now. 
right now. And, and as Brother David said, there's so many ties and there's so many things that are going to, to, to be affected by this, and our very quality of lives are going to be the one. So listen, we got to get ready to go to our commercial break. When we come back, some things we got to look at, Keith, and I'm going to want your help on this. Some of the things that we think that you should be doing right now, you should be doing. And from the table of preparedness for, your, for yourself and your family, regardless of where you are. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. Scotty, give me two minutes, and we'll come right back. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. No, it really isn't. Because, see, people are thinking in terms of, well, they want to brag about being black, which means that they are implying that there's something incorrect about being white even though these are the creations of the creator. See, and then so everybody gets into this black pride thing or white pride thing, and people immediately start taking sides. It's not about taking sides based on black and white. It's about taking sides based on justice and non-justice. Well, that's what you're really aiming for. Being black doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in justice. And being white doesn't mean anything if you don't believe in justice, except you mean in you believe in non-justice, and that doesn't make any difference what shade you are or how tall you are or who your cousin was or anything like that or what so-called nationality you have. Like a lot of people say that they take pride in being an Englishman or take pride in being a Frenchman or take pride in being Afrocentric. Well, you're not supposed to be proud of any of those things if you don't believe in justice. Because these words mean nothing. No nationality means anything. And, and waving a flag if you don't believe in not mistreating people. You've got to believe in not mistreating people. And you've got to believe in helping people that need help the most. Otherwise, you don't even have any business breathing. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, Visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. So definitely would like to... to hear your overall thoughts and opinions because they mean a lot to us. So please definitely do that. Okay, so this this uh, last half hour, Keith, I want to really focus in on talking about, okay, we talked about what's, you know, what are the things that are going to cause some of the, the, the changes and now the everyday person that's listening, that's driving to work or at work or, or where, wherever we are as people, what what's some of the things that we should do, Every everyone, but, you know, uh, should be actually preparing for this because it is definitely upon us. And I was, and I wanted to just go over some of the things. One, we were talking all week about having a plan. You definitely want some of the things that you want to do is you want to take care of the essential important things first and foremost. Have a plan for your family. Now that you have a plan for your family and a plan should invoke if you have children or just you out somewhere and, and everything else, how are you going to get home and everything else. Now, 
uh, want to talk about some other things that, that you think that we that everyone should be thinking about is having. And, and number two, having relationships with family members and extended family members, neighbors, and 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 things of that nature, I think is extremely, extremely important. And you have to start with that now. And having a game plan and identifying critical people that have the overall ability and influence with others to get things done. So what you want to do is you want to centralize your de the decentralized your decentralized network. You want to start to bring that network into centralization based off of collective prudence. It's sometimes it's difficult to do, but some and, and the reasons for doing it with family is a whole lot easier. You're not going to be able to get it. To get, so family is critical, but also outside of family. There's going to be other individuals that you will also need as well, which is, I think, very, 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 very necessary. So that network of people, you must put that together. Chief, any thoughts about that? Well, and part of the reasons why is you have to understand that in order to for that to happen, you have to understand that those people that are forming a relationship with you have to be just as prepared as you are. Otherwise, you're preparing, and then what's going to happen is so people that you have relationships with, they're going to come in, and they're going to eat up your food. They're going to take up your supplies. They're going to do all those things, and they're just going to become just as bad as everybody else. So it's, it's important that your relationships aren't just relationships that that are going to bond when the stuff hits the fan. They're relationships that you have to be building and growing and route to that time. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. I'm sorry, were you done, yeah, that, Keith? What's yeah, Keith? yeah, Keith is done. Okay. Keith can't hear. Can you hear Keith? I told you. Okay, so I've said it many times before on this program and, and how lucky I feel to live where I live, surrounded by the people I'm surrounded by, which is right. which is uncles, aunts, first cousins, second cousins, third cousins, fourth cousins. I mean, it's 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 probably close to two hundred of us just in this area alone, and so I feel very fortunate. And on this road, you know, this is where we got people that live in other parts of the county, but most of us are right here on this road called 27. And we're in a rural area where farming is happening. So I feel very, very lucky. But on the relationship, for example, when you said that, I was thinking about the white farmer across the street who every time he harvests, he brings some to us. We don't ask him for it. He can't eat it all. He lives alone by himself. So if things went down, with th went down, he would need us just as much as we need him. Well, why would he need That's us? Right. Why would he need us? For security, because he by himself. Yep. Yeah, and that, see, that is, and that's what I want people, 
to think about is that you have to evaluate the sincerity of the relationships that you have with people now. And that's a very sincere relationship. And so Scotty's absolutely right. And that's, that's, that is going to be critical because not only does, does that individual, that farmer know, of, but guess what, Keith? He knows how to farm. He knows what you need. He knows what this and that. He knows here. He knows that. And it can be a, a, a collective good to everyone. Knowledge is not just what you have, but more importantly is how you think and what you know. Right, right. So, I mean, we I have other cousins that farm, but not on the level that he does. I'm not even going to say they farmers. I'm going to call them gardeners. They keep a garden and what have you. But again, you know, um, all of us pooling our resources, including the land, you know, we can increase the food output for, you know, our our, our little enclave uh, down here in North Car- Carolina. And, and, of course, he can contribute to that as well. But, again, I'm th- he's sitting over there by himself um, with equipment and what have you. You know, he needs security. Yep. He needs security, and that security comes from relationships with people. Very, and that's one of the things that we over tend to overlook a whole whole lot is that part of that is a part of the energy in the table of preparedness, and the the energy part of the table of preparedness is the one that's neglected the most and overlooked the most, and because we look at tangible tangible things and we don't realize that the most tangible necessity is our relationships with one another so that is a huge benefit look at Scotty says 200 people you know that many people the the outstanding of that and what they know and and what they're capable of doing that's huge that's that is you know you would only be so lucky to have something like that and then there, there comes with management of that as well. The management of that is critical. Because once you have an infrastructure size that big, you're definitely going to have to have the overall management capability of staying one on one accord. Because, you know, that is – but it can be done. It's better to have that than not to have it. Much, much better to have it. But now you have to get it to function in a way that is beneficial. So that's – that's def- definitely one thing that's that's critical that's always overlooked is your relationships with people. Who are you going to call and who's going to call you? And of that call, where is your overall reliance going to be in that? Keith, did you have anything that? Nope. I think you're hitting that out the ballpark. Uh, next, uh, next one, what, what, what you think that the next thing that we need to be looking at? Anything to, to, to add that we need to be preparing for right now, Keith? Right now, as we speak, while things are, are the way that they are. So, you know, outside of the norm, you know, of, of getting this, food, water, this and that, those are the common things. What else uh, would you say, if, if anything? Well, I'll keep thinking. Let me add one more. Well, I'll keep pushing things. You want to try to access as much knowledge, technical knowledge, I mean, excuse me, trade knowledge of things as much as you possibly can. You want to identify those individuals that can do certain things and have had an experience at doing that, such as doctors, a dentist, 
Or if you can't have those, those individuals, what you want to do is you want to try to get the, the necessary uh, literature on how to do certain things. Books are very, very important right now. And look how everything is set up. Everything is electronic. So if, if things go off, guess what? Your phone don't work and everything else, your access to, to information is going to be gone. Because you think about it, how powerful has YouTube become in today's world? Well, one of the I things – I'm sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I call it the University of YouTube. Go ahead, Scotty. Well, you know, the key is having power. You can download stuff to your computer, including videos, and you can still have yep. access to them and pull them up on your computer without access to the Internet as long as you have power, right. you know, which which right. then, you know, the generators and having a few to run the generators all come into play. But one of the things that I started downloading years ago was those Army field manuals, which are available for free yep. online. Yeah. I remember when Scotty said that, the first time he said that, downloading is your books. And guess what? The Internet has everything there. You have to try to acquire that either in a physical books or download them into something. And then if you can, the essential ones you should make copies of. Some of the essential things that you need to, to, to know. Yeah, print is, them out. Yeah, print them out. Print them out. If you can print them out. That's the best thing to do because then you put the book. What are some of the essential things that you think that we, we should be knowing? Fooding. Food. What? How to take care of the edible The edible plants in your regional area, the edible things that are, are grown naturally, wildly in the area that, so that you can identify those things already by sight. First aid you know manuals. That's why I was talking about the FM manuals. How to how to treat people for different injuries and shock and yeah. and what have you. All of that stuff is invaluable. You gotta have that. You you have to have that. I mean, if you couldn't go to the doctor and somebody broke their leg, would you be able to set it? Yeah, right. Would you be able to set it? Would you be able to treat it? What you can do is you can find out those things now, how to do that. And, you know, you could actually practice that too, Keith. You could practice that. How, how often? I know Keith eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Keith eat a lot of chicken. So what you do, Keith, is you practice on a, 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 a quarter of chicken with the drum and, and, the, and then you can practice on that. You, there's a lot of things that you can do, and it's very, 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 you know, significant. You want to do that now. Those are the things, and it sounds like as much, but I would say this. One of the best things that everybody here can do to become a benefit is to designate multiple people, take a, a paramedics class at your local uh, uh, community college, not for the credit unless you want to use it as your credit yet. But you use it for the knowledge. Take that overall class for free. That's something that you can do and get firsthand. And then now only that, now you know what equipment that you'll need as well. The equipment that you need as well. 
and access to individuals that have been doing this for a while because experiencing all of this stuff is priceless. Could you imagine having a paramedic, a big city paramedic, in your overall preparedness group where they've seen and done? How many, as, as a big city paramedic, how many calls for service has that individual made in one month at work? In three months at work, six months at work, one year on the job. How, how much experience is that? Ten years on the job, what haven't they seen? You know? And what haven't, not only what haven't they seen, but what haven't they seen multiple times and developed the, the, the right way and the wrong way to do stuff. And the big city stuff, what happens with the big city? They often have to, they do things with less. I'm going to tell you, naturally, you know, paramedics and, and, and firemen are no different. They're people too. The treatment that they give their own that are injured is different than they give the everyday person that's called for service. Sure. Sure. Completely different. So what does that mean? That there are things that, because, you know, they have to deal with fatigue. They got to deal with energy and everything else, like everybody else. They're bound by those same things. So that's just an example. I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, we made that, you know, because that's very, 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 very important. Educating yourself, getting an education is more important than school. Learning a trade is an education. Being a paramedic is an education. It's not schooling. Because experience, you learn what works and how to apply things through experience. You don't get taught that in, in a class, in school. You learn that from what? Trial and error and experience that's passed down to you from others that went through the trial and error. That's an education. You know how to sustain we have to focus on education. Education is extremely important. It's a part of the energy form in the table of preparedness. You've got to get educated on as much things as you possibly can. So, hey, everyone, we got to get ready to get out of here. Much love, much respect. We'll be back t tomorrow, uh, Pastor Keith and Scotty. I'll, I'll put all the articles and everything up. Uh, Pastor Keith and Scotty for, for everyone. And it's never goodbye, everyone. It's only we'll see you later. I never say goodbye on, 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 on the phone or, or in person or anything else. I don't, I don't say goodbye. I always say I'll see you later because I will. And I remember talking to my brother, some of the last physical conversations that I had with him, and I said, I'll see you later, Cal. And he said, yep, always. See you soon. So much love, much respect. It's never goodbye. As always, I'll see you later. And before you ask for a fortune, everyone, make sure you give one away. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Great creator, Willie. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. 
We slicing cake. 